0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. Amazing. Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony, just after the trade deadline here and the Giants decided to stay put, you know, didn't sell anybody, didn't acquire anybody. And there's a reason for that. We're going to discuss kind of what Joe Shane is thinking, what he said after in his press conference and definitely some interesting stuff to mention. Um, but you know, the Giants stayed put, this is definitely something that we weren't, aren't surprised by, uh, did we think they needed some wide receiver help? Probably they could have used the Jerry Judy or chase Claypool or whoever it might've been. Even if they got a Denzel Mims for a late round draft pick, they could have used him. But at the end of the day, uh, Joe Shane has his sights set on the future and he wants that draft capital. He wants those picks. You know, look at how the giants drafted this year. They're getting a lot of value out of the guys that are healthy right now. They lost Marcus McKeithen and Darian Beavers to Tony CLs. Um, so obviously we're not getting value out of those guys right now, but Beavers would be starting if he was healthy. So there's definitely a lot to say about the giants and the impact that rookies are having and how important draft capital is at this point in time, Anthony, but are you surprised by uh Joe Shane kind of staying put and not, and not really overspending on a wide receiver right now? Um, or do you think you know, looking to the future was the right move?
1: Yeah, so I I think it was the right move, and I'm not surprised that he made this move. I expected the Giants to be conservative here and not be aggressive and go after a receiver. Yes, they had interest, but probably just for the right price. The prices were pretty steep. I mean, Chase Claypool going for a second and some change. Jerry Judy was supposed to go for a second and a fifth. Those are steep prices that the Giants, I didn't expect them to pay up to that price. If they could have stolen uh, Jerry Judy for a third and a fifth, then I think they would have considered it. But right now, the Giants seem to be pretty intense on building through the draft, maintaining their capital, if anything, acquiring more draft capital like we saw with the Kadarius Tony trade and preparing for the 2023 offseason to knock that one out of the park, build on a successful 2022 season and build towards the future. Because yes, the Giants are a surprise team right now that are 6-2 and two, and we want to see them continue to win games but they've been winning games with the talent that they have. They don't necessarily need a Jerry Judy to step in and save the team or push them into the playoffs. I think that the Giants are going to make their way to the playoffs regardless. I'm pretty confident in that. They're playing some great football. They do have a solid team and a great coaching staff to put things together. So as we move towards the second half of the season, would it have been nice to have some additional talent on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. It would have been, but it's not over yet. The Giants can still go out there and maybe try to make some sort of signing, which is something that Joe Shane alluded to in his press conference. He was asked about Odell. He said that's on the table. And he said that anybody who he thinks can step in and make an impact is on the table in the free agency pool. So the Giants aren't necessarily over with. They're not necessarily done adding talent to the roster. It just didn't come to fruition at the trade deadline. And I think that's totally okay.
0: It definitely is okay. And Odell Beckham Jr., you know, what Joe Shane said about him, he was like, we, we definitely will have interest in him when he's healthy. So, you know, maybe there's a reunion in, in the coming weeks or months here uh, where OBJ finds his way in this romantic return to MetLife. And God, I... I I don't think he wants to play on that turf. You know, he's kind of spoken out about it in the past, but you know, coming back to the giants would definitely be pretty insane. And I think a lot of fans would be really happy about it. Some may not be end of the day, the giants need talent and OBJ is certainly talented. So I don't think we can, uh, we can, uh, you know, ignore that fact. But when you're looking at what the giants just did in terms of, you know, they didn't really go after a big guy like DJ Moore, maybe they talked about Brandon cooks. uh, But at the end of the day, they decided against those ideas because one, DJ Moore and Brandon Cooks come with monster contracts, right? You're looking at Cooks as an 18 million dollar cap hit next year. I think DJ Moore has somewhere in the 25, 20 to 25 million dollar cap hit. We don't have the money to spend. You know, we have to resign DJ, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Jones, or and or I guess Saquon Barkley. So you know, you're looking at maybe 20, 25 mil for DJ, and then another. 15 mil to 20 mil for saquon you know maybe a little bit less if you franchise tag one of them um so you know the giants have to make some big decisions and they have 54 million dollars in available salary space next year most of it's going to take it up by by dj and and saquon unless they let one of those guys walk so you know joe shane is thinking i gotta save my dollars one two we're gonna have to plug some pretty big weaknesses on this roster with draft picks they have 11 draft picks next year so you know when you're looking at this situation right now I would not be surprised if they drafted another receiver really high. I would not be surprised if they drafted a linebacker really high. I would not be surprised if they drafted a cornerback um, and maybe added some more offensive line depth. You know, there's a lot of positions that could use the support, and it's going to be from those youngsters. Darian Beavers is going to come in and start at linebacker immediately. Tate Crowder's already being phased out of this offense. Last week, he barely played. Mike McFadden, our rookie sixth round pick out of Indiana, got m- the majority of the snaps. He had a sack. It looked pretty damn good. I would not be surprised if Tate Crowder's role here diminishes over the next couple of weeks. Um, If not for the rest of the season. So you know, looking at those weak spots. Those draft picks are essential. Do I think that we could have went out and got a a decent receiver for a very good price point? Probably. But I think that it would have been negligible at best because you're looking at what Daniel Jones needs right now. He needs a Stefan Diggs. You know what I mean? He needs a big name receiver, a Deandre Hopkins. He needs a big name and the giants aren't going to go out and give up a first round pick right now. They're not a receiver away from a super bowl. So that's the reality. However, could they have went and got a Denzel Mims for a fifth, sixth round pick? Maybe might've been a decent acquisition. Jerry Judy. They wanted a second and fifth round pick for him. Um, that was just too much, in my opinion. I don't think Joe Shane was willing to give up a second round pick because he values his draft capital, which I think is the right move. Um, you know, it's honestly, it's kind of funny because I had this thought cross my head. Uh, maybe it's a hot take, and I was like, you know, I, I get the sense that the fan base kind of bullied Dave Gettleman into dra- into signing Kenny Galladay to that big deal last year. We were all like, We need Kenny Galladay, we need a big receiver, and he goes out and does it. Um, and then all the free agent signings, we kind of just like bullied this man into making big deals and pushing this money down the road. Of course, he should not be listening to the fans. He should be listening to his advisors and you know what actually is best for the team instead of cast strapping us for ten years and we're still paying freaking Nate Solder four million dollars this season and Golden Tate too. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of funny, but Joe Shane's committing to what he knows best. And that is roster construction through the draft. And he's not overdoing it with big free agent signings. He's not overdoing it with big lofty, Uh, trade acquisitions when the team isn't ready to compete for a Super Bowl right now, he knows that eventually things are going to hit a wall. Like we're six and two, but it's because you know, we found ways to just barely squeak by in some of these games. You know what I mean? Like we're not blowing anybody out of the water, we're not destroying any teams that we should be beating pretty handily. Uh, we're sneaking by some of these teams, and the Packers are bad this year, so let's acknowledge that. Baltimore Ravens are pretty solid. Um, that's the one team that we beat. That I'm like, okay, like that was a good win. But everybody else is like, you know, we should be beating those teams, or at least they should be competitive. And we squeaked that, squeaked them out. And I'm giving all the credit, obviously, is well deserved. Um, but you know, when you're looking at Joe Shane and what he's doing right now, how important do you think it is that we're looking at, you know, building the foundation of this roster and continuing to lay the bricks with these rookies uh,
1: year after year? Yeah, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes a long time to build a successful NFL team to really build up a roster. And I think Joe Shane totally understands that. Whereas Dave Gettleman tried to go with a couple quick fix signings. Nate Solder was attempted to be a quick fix signing. The Giants didn't need to go ahead and find the tackle in the draft because they signed Nate Solder, of all people, to be be the franchise left tackle. And obviously he was overpaid and we're still paying the price for his contract to this day. A terrible signing there that just got the can kick down the road even further with the restructurings and COVID and all the things in between. So what we saw in the past with Dave Gettleman was quick fix attempts. And, of course, Kenny Galladay also quick fix attempt. But now what we're seeing with Joe Shane is playing for the long term. Now, the Giants could have held on to Gadarius Tony tried to force him onto the field, make him make some plays. But that would have been a quick fix that would have been making the Giants a little bit better during the 2022 season, but getting a third and a fifth out of him that helps the Giants for the long term because Joe Shane and his staff trust themselves to go out there find some talent in next year's draft that could supplement this loss and maybe even improve it be more of a gain than Tony back in the lineup this season ever could have been. And I think that, you know, you've said a lot of true things. One thing that I'll mention, there is some truth to the fact that Dave Gettleman was bullied into that signing because I recall during the recap press conference post uh, 2021, or was it 22 free agency, 21 free agency, John Mara said, we heard the fans on this one. That is a quote from him. He said, we heard the fans. So, yes, the Giants were kind of bullied into doing that. Did I have some part to play in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I admit that I was wrong? Of course I can. And we all should be able to admit that we were wrong at the time. Looked like a great deal. Kenny Galladay coming off of some really successful seasons in Detroit. Looked like the perfect signing for the Giants. It didn't pan out, and it's not always going to. Unfortunately, a lot of things, a lot of factors in play, whether it be injuries, coaching, you know, talent around them, all those things play a part in the fact that Kenny Galladay has not had a successful New York Giants career. But moving forward here, the Giants are not going to go ahead and swing for the fences on free agency signings, trade deadline acquisitions anymore. What they're going to do is build the right way, what the Chiefs did, what all of the best teams in the NFL have done, which is built through the draft. I mean, look at the Baltimore Ravens. They usually, right now they're good. They made that trade for Roquan Smith. But over the past few years, this isn't like them to go ahead and make a big splash at the trade deadline. Neither is it for the Chiefs, the Chargers, you know, they got Justin Herbert through the Draft. They built with Rashawn Slater through the draft. All of those teams that have a really solid young core, they built that through the draft. And the Giants are starting to come up with that. Of course, being the glaringly obvious example is the Buffalo Bills who built through the draft, found Josh Allen. And then when they were ready to splash, ready to make that move, they got Stefan Diggs, who is an elite perennial Pro Bowl player. If the Giants are going to make that splash, it's not going to happen now, and it's going to happen when they find that elite perennial Pro Bowl player to make an impact and put the Giants as perennial playoff contenders. Terry Judy, as much as I really love the guy as and I love his talents, I don't know if he's really making the Giants' perennial playoff contenders. He's not. He just wasn't. He's not. He's still young. He's still growing. I like the long-term aspect of making that trade, but it didn't happen, and I'm not upset about it. I'm not going to cry about it. I do think Joe Shane is making the right decision again. It's the complete antithesis of what Dave Gettleman used to do. Gettleman loved those quick fix, splash signings, and splash trades. Joe Shane, he's not going to do that. He's going to be patient. He's going to trust his drafting, trust his scouting, Find talent the right way and build the roster, like you mentioned, Alex, brick by brick from the ground up.
0: Gettleman prolonged his career with the Giants by like a year or two just by those splash signings, just by the by the uh, convincing of ownership that he could make a big change and it would change the entire course of the team. Um, of course, it didn't. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I give kudos to Joe Shane for standing pat and really not uh falling to the criticism of the fans and the desire of the fans because at the end of the day the giants are, in six or, are six and two because of their roster right now not because of what jerry judy or dj moore or chase claypool did and he was never gonna give up a second round pick for a guy right now we're not a wide receiver away again i was on the board i was on the boat of okay if you could flip the Kadarius tony draft capital into a receiver i would be maybe on board with that but right now you're looking at um you know a situation where the giants were having to overpay for a player that could actually make an impact like a chase claypool second round pick from the for the bears um Ju- judy they wanted a second and a fifth round pick you know what i mean um, this is, this is a situation where the giants just were not willing to give up that significant of draft capital. And you know, I was always on the boat that if they get something for the right price point for a cheaper price point, I'd be on board with it because I think it was about Daniel Jones's development and growth than anything else. Um, but they didn't do that. And now you got to hope that Kenny Galladay can return after the bye week and can make an impact here. And they're actually willing to use him because right now it doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, going anywhere and obviously after the deadline and, uh he's the only other receiver we really have on this roster that, you know, can make an impact. And I think they've got to get him involved. He's being paid a shit ton of money. It's time for us to actually use that and time to maximize that before it's too late. And, you know, he's probably gonna be counter traded this offseason anyway when his cap hit ends up positive. So we could save a little bit of cash on that front. But um it'll be interesting to see what happens, my friends. I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. This is obviously Um, A situation where you know I'm not really that upset. Anthony's not really that upset. I imagine you guys, some of you might be, but reality is Jerry Judy isn't winning us a Super Bowl, right? Chase Claypool not winning us a Super Bowl. DJ DJ Moore, a lot of people wanted him. Not only is he not winning us a Super Bowl, he's strapping us a twenty five million dollar cap hit next year. So, miss me with that. Brandon Cooks, same thing. Um, Adding more egregious contracts to this roster is not what Joe Shane is trying to do is not what we need to do. We need to be getting rid of those so that we can healthily build this team and have money to spend in situations like this. When the team is well built, the offensive line is well oiled. The defense is strong. The off the, you know, the offense is potent. That's when you make that last second splash and you have the money to do it to improve the roster as in general and give you a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. right now, the giants are not there. We're, we scraped by a couple of games. We're six and two. Um, am I happy about it? Yes. I think it's great for the culture, but at the, at the same time, I think that Joe Shane is, is right for looking long-term here and I'm not mad about it at all. I trust this resume. I trust what they're doing. So I'd love to hear perspectives on that. As always, my friends, make sure to like, and subscribe. We'll catch you guys on the next fireside giants episode.